Welcome lovers to another episode of Oso oh Smitten, the wedding podcast. If you're in your bride era, then this podcast needs to be your new obsession. I have a gin ready to go because today we're chatting with the beautiful Wed by Steph. Not only is she one of Newcastle's and the Hunter Valley's most sought after wedding celebrant and MCs, but she's a fur mum to her adorable golden retriever Nelly, a champagne connoisseur, and a self-confessed dress addict. What is not to love about her? Steph's core belief is that your wedding day should be the best day of your life, and she helps each couple to achieve this by setting the tone in the ceremony and leveling it up in the evening on the dance floor. Her energy is infectious. Go see for yourself and have a cheeky stalk on her socials because I promise you, you'll just want to become besties with her just as she does with all the couples that she marries. You will just adore her. Before we get into today's episode, though, I just want to remind you of the sweet little discount that the whole bride have shared with the Smitten listeners. If you're after a confetti moment as you walk back down the aisle, then you definitely need to order their iconic confetti. It's biodegradable and also comes in a range of colors to suit any theme. Use the code SMITTEN in capitals to receive 15% off site-wide. I mean, we all love a discount, right? But let's get into today's episode because I know you're going to love this one. Welcome, my love. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, I have a drink in hand ready to go. So let's just get straight into it. Now, you are a self-professed dance starter. So I think it is only fair to start here as it is such a reflection of you and what couples can expect. So the big question I want to know is what is the song that will get you on the dance floor? The Macarena. No, (laughs) I'm joking. No, (laughs) no. You went All broke. couples cancel my weddings from here on out. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We actually don't need an MZ anymore. We've actually changed our mind about you, Steph. Uh, no, at the moment, Lizzo is my current big vibe energy dance floor drawer. Always. But I would just say anything like old school, you know, those bangers. I'm talking ABBA, September, Toto Africa, anything like that. Yeah. I'll be there. Absolutely. And because you are, mine is definitely a little Spice Girls. (laughs) Stop. Uh See what I did there? Okay, so now that is out of the way, we can jump into why you became a celebrant. So you are not only Hunter Valley's go-to celebrant, but you are also a lawyer, which to be fair, isn't the biggest career jump seeing as you are the one looking after the legals on the day. So how did this career start for you? It kind of, it was pretty organic actually. And as you say, I find that a lot of the skills I have and I've built in my profession being a lawyer, solicitor, are really nifty being a celebrant. Speaking in front of people, filing lots of documents, dealing with with high pressure, high emotion situations, which of course are wedding days. Uh, but it actually came about some of my friends were getting married. They just really struggled to find a celebrant they were connecting with. I was also looking for another hobby at the time. My partner is a big golfer. Yeah. finding myself lonely at home on Saturday mornings while he yeah, was so off playing like, golf. What can I do? I'm just going to go out and marry people. Yes. I'm just going to go and start another career. So I did the course. I married some of my friends as my first wedding, which was so special. And now about 150 weddings later I still doing it still loving it incredible and I think that thing that you said about they weren't able to find someone to connect with which is so important when finding a celebrant yes 
of course, it's a different moment for everyone. Some people want different uh, emotions, different vibes, different energies during their ceremony. And I think it's so important that there's so many different celebrants to fit with every person and what each person wants. But yeah, my friends were just really struggling to find someone that they connected with. So honored to be part of their day. And during that time, did you just find that it was a moment that you just said, this is it. This is definitely something that I want to continue doing? I think in the start, well, I was terrified. I literally... You don't tell anyone. Shocked I I didn't wet. I'm sure there was a bit of wee in my pants during that ceremony. I was so scared. And the thing is, you just don't tell anyone. You're like, this is so great. I'm having so much fun. I'm so confident. But on the inside, you're like, I would rather die. In total screaming. I did realize it was something I was good at from the get-go, toot my own horn or whatever they say. But I had no idea about the business side. I didn't really understand what was kind of involved in the leader or the extra kind of meetings and documents and websites and all that mm. hula. So um, I didn't at first know it was just going to be a hobby and now I can't imagine not doing it. I love it. And so how would you describe your style as a celebrant? Because as you said, everyone has a different style. So what would you say that you share with your couples? I'd say I am very upbeat, quite yeah. bubbly, not formal, but I do like a bit of mushiness. Yeah. So I don't adhere to kind of, you know, religious or strict kind of formalities, but I do like to include, you know, some heartfelt stuff in there. I tell my couples I'm by no means a comedian, but I do like to speak in a lighthearted, bubbly, fun way. So your guests will be smiling and laughing along with us. There's definitely celebrants that are comedians. I don't like to advertise that because it adds more pressure. And then when I'm funny, it just, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. a surprise when they do laugh at the right point, isn't it just the best? Because it makes you feel so good inside when you're like, yup, nailed that. I wish you could bottle that feeling up and just wear it around my neck. It's the best thing ever. So what do you think is important aspect to consider when people are planning their ceremony? I do think you want to think about how you're going to feel in the moment because people can get caught up in making sure they're doing things for family or ticking boxes for what they've seen at other weddings. But I think people really need to stop and reflect on how they want to feel how they want that moment to be approached. And I would say that having someone really comfortable that you're comfortable with is really important. So people can, you know, see the show of things or potentially just think it's a formality, a box to tick. But I think when you step back and think about it, it's the one moment of your day where you don't have to be doing anything. You're just enjoying yourself because no one's pulling you anywhere, pushing you anywhere, asking you to smile for photos. But it's also the moment that you're actually becoming a married couple. So it's really, really important. A lot of gravity involved in that. You want to be feeling comfortable. You want to be looking to someone, um, your celebrant, that you feel comfortable and you trust to execute that really well. And I would definitely say by looking at all your photos on your website, I think that that just says a thousand words. And I know that that's so cliche to say, but you just look at your website and you're like, oh my gosh, does she just become best friends with all of her couples? The answer is yes. (laughs) It's so sad afterwards though, because you build this relationship around something that is so important to them. It's their wedding day, you know, and it's a massive world in planning a wedding and I get to meet all their family and some of their friends and it's just so lovely to be part of it but it's so hard to then say okay bye see you never yeah (laughs) at the end of the day tell me what's happening with the rest of your life yeah can you send me quick updates (laughs) so what is the process when a couple is choosing to book you for their day well I would first of all say that I would hope that couple check me out on Instagram and have a little lurk because that's a good way to find out a bit more about my vibe and I suppose other couples I've connected with 
safe as well. So I'd say the first step is deep dive into my gram. Yeah, cheeky stalk, cheeky stalk. I think we were having a conversation earlier and I think one thing that you said that really resonated was that the couples need to know like how you act and present yourself on the day and how you talk. So you know what? Every time I've been at a wedding sense, I think to myself, oh my God, bloody wed by Steph. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. (laughs) It's hard. It's really hard talking to the camera and you feel like a knob doing it, especially if someone can see you. Like it's just the most eek thing ever. But I do it because I know how important it is for my couples and potential couples to hear my voice and to see my mannerisms and to see how I carry myself. So I don't do it because I want to do it or because I like looking at myself in the camera. Yeah. Because trust me, I don't watch the back. I just post that bad boy. (laughs) Um, I do it so my couples can yeah have insight into that. Yeah, which and is then so important. If you last following me for <laughs> if you don't get deterred by the, the selfie videos at the previous weddings. Yeah, if you don't block me, then you would jump onto my website and have another stalk. But of course, fill out my inquiry form. Um that comes to me. I try to get back to my couples within twenty four hours because I'm currently planning my wedding and I know how much you just want the information when you send the inquiry. Yeah, you want it all. Um, Yes. Are you available? That's the kind of first thing I answer and send through my prices and packages. And then we have a little meet. Amazing. (laughs) A little meet and greet. (laughs) Now, do you do that over like FaceTime? I know you've said previously that you love to catch up with someone for a beer, but you were finding yourself at that pub far too often. Yes. The workers, the employees at the pub were inquiring as to whether I was a swinger. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because they just saw me. Because they just saw me meeting with lots of couples all the time. So I do my first meetings all online now and I try to do them on one or two days of the week. And yeah, it's just an online candid chat. I answer any questions they have, talk through my process, get an idea for what they want so I can be sure that I'm going to be the right person for them as well. As- okay, so then they go ahead and they're like, yep, Steph is who we need. That's the vibe we want to bring. We need a new friend in our life. So you then start the process of going down, I guess, Yes, the whole legal documents, I guess. Yeah, so I want some money first. <laughs> Once you book me, I ask for a deposit, probably like every other wedding vendor. And yep. then, yeah, we, we plan another face-to-face meet usually or an online meet because you can sign the first legal document online still. It's um, permitted. So I kind of leave people alone usually for a little while and then reach back out to them kind of six months out from their day, send them their big to-do list, which can be daunting, but I hope it's fun in some ways as well. And that includes legal documents documents, doing a couple questionnaire separately, speaking with me about their vows so we can write their vows or they can send me vows if they've already written them and then organising another meet, a face-to-face meet at the pub where the employees get together if I'm an escort or a swinger. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is just too funny that they're like really starting to notice like your antics. They're like, what is going on here? They did. They were like, we have to ask. What do you do? You're like, how dare you? No, I was like, well, what do you think? You should have just played on it for a long while and just been like, let's just, I'm just going to keep turning up until you figure out what's going on here. Yeah, I should have like started coming in costume or... You know, trying to be more more subtle, just really add to the suspense. 
Oh my gosh. Now back to the information that you obviously share with the couple is sometimes it can become so overwhelming, I guess, when you're sending that information off to the couple. But I think that what it's really important to share with couples who are listening or brides that are listening is that we need to like learn about your story and like how you guys met and like where you got proposed to and all of those things. And without that, like you can't craft a story. No, that's right. And I think that the couples that I attract, to be quite honest, do understand that because the couples that I attract want to invest energy and time and really appreciate how impactful the ceremony can be in their day. So I think they accept that they're going to have to tell me some things for that to be really tailored to them. So I like to follow my couples on Instagram as well because that's the way that I like to communicate. I like to stalk them, you know, a bit of mutual stalking doesn't go astray (laughs) as well as relationship. Yeah, right. What tells more than Instagram? And as well, have them complete a couple questionnaire. All celebrants will be different on what their questions are. Also, whether they ask you to do them together or separate. I ask my couples to do them separately because I think the juice is where their answers are different. It's so fun actually listening back to the questionnaires and like when they send them through separately, I'm like, this is just gold and you just can't wait to start writing it. Yeah, I actually love to send to my couples after I've written the ceremony or after the wedding day, you know, a little thank you follow-up email. And sometimes I attach each other's questionnaire. I would love to read what my partner wrote to some of those questions that I was asked. So yeah, I love to share with my couples afterwards the answers to the questionnaires. And it's like a true reflection of like their relationship. And I love it even more when I say to the couple, oh, and by the way, like everything you've used, I'm actually using like as content. And then sometimes the one of the parties is like, Oh my God. (laughs) I have a disclaimer for that. If you write it in this questionnaire, it is fair game. (laughs) It can be used. It can be used. Yeah. Anything you say or do can be used against you in a ceremony. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Too good. Now we haven't met in real life, but we can feel your energy and it is just infectious. We speak about it all the time, but it is so important to make sure that the vendors you bring to your day have the right energy, especially with those that like will be doing such important things within your day. So what are some tips for making sure a couple stay present and enjoy the moment, particularly within the ceremony. It's so hard to be present on your day and you can have all the tips and tricks in the world, but I do think it's important to actually schedule them in. So I'm a big fan of run sheets and I actually started my wedding planning with a run sheet. So I thought about how I wanted the day to go without before I thought about who was going to be part of it and thinking about the feelings that you want to have, the people that you want involved in different parts in terms of family and friends, and then getting your vendors involved. So kind of, I suppose, some tips would be to schedule that in, in terms of between moments. So perhaps before you have dinner, you have a moment on your own. After you get your sunset photos, just ask your photographer to pop away for a bit and you can really just stop and soak up a moment or have a drink on your own without anyone around to talk about, you know, what's just happened. But I also love the the idea of first looks and um, actually getting away with a lot of emotions and a lot of build up before the ceremony because then during the ceremony you're really present you're really there I've had couples that one party enters in after the other and they haven't seen each other all day so they get to the front of the aisle and they're you know oh my god how are you going your hair looks great love the dress <laughs> did you go for a swim this morning I told you to wear the different tie like whatever it is and they're just not there in that moment they're debriefing which is totally fine because you love yeah. that you haven't seen them but I really am a strong advocate for first looks for that reason as well as others yeah I have definitely noticed a shift in couples 
like and how present they are within a ceremony if they do do a first look or sometimes if they even walk in together because it does eliminate that feeling of all those questions and they're able to just be there fully present with each other and remember that moment whereas like I remember myself when my husband and I got married you know we're in the ceremony and then we went to go off and do the signing and he's like asking me whether we have like an extension cord for the DJ and I'm like (laughs) and I'm like babe you've got to stop like like I'd be like I'm not signing this document I'm not signing (laughs) like there's actually an image I have to share it with you because I know exactly where it is there is an image of us standing there and we're about to sign the documents and he's just taking like the biggest breath and I I just remember saying to him like babe you've got to just take a moment and breathe like we're getting married someone else can figure out the extension cord the DJ can do that um not my problem not my problem it was just so funny because we did have like a good laugh about it and we still laugh about it to this day without you knowing you just don't know these things on how to stay present yeah and I think the other tip would be to surround yourself with people that you know are going to help with those things I have so many couples that you don't know what's going to come up and they don't want to ask anyone to help and that's really hard that's really hard to not know what's going to come up but if you just have someone that you're like I can go to them and ask them to do a job like get an extension cord or (laughs) you know catch my veil when it blows away mid-ceremony or pick up the dog's poop whatever it is yeah you just have to have people that you know you can rely on to sort out and fix those things around you so you can be in the moment not thinking about where the extension cord is oh my gosh I know just too funny but like I remember that thing like I remember walking down the aisle and I just wanted to like say like have you had fun this morning like what have you been doing what did you do last night but yeah you know you keep forgetting like what that moment is and you're never going to get it back again which is you know so sad yeah and that's why you have to be so mindful yeah and planning that you know thinking about I really want to be present in that moment so I really want to put things in place to make sure I am and I don't think people say well it takes away from that walk out in the dress or you know seeing each other for the first time down the aisle I don't think I really don't think anything can take away from you walking into the moment that you're about to marry your person whether you've seen them the night before the morning before two hours before that moment and all your family and friends looking at you and you walking up to wherever you're about to literally sign up for forever I don't think a first look could ever take away from that. Now, let's just go a little rogue for a second. So we've spoken about all things celebrant, but I just want to talk about your wedding day because obviously you're in your bride-to-be era and you are planning your day. So let's just, before we get into the role of MC, because we're kind of talking about all those emotions, let's chat about the proposal. I'll talk about it all day. I'll talk about weddings all day, but I'll talk about me. Um, Yes, me, my wedding. No, I, we've been engaged for like 18 months now. So we really didn't do anything for a long time, but I really wanted to just enjoy being engaged. I wanted to enjoy that era. You did have a great engagement party though. Oh yeah. I'll have a party for anything. Great engagement party. A lot of people actually thought that we were going to surprise them with a wedding, but I said, you don't know me well enough because I would never have one party when I could have two. Yeah, exactly. Have all of them. Haven't you recently also had your parties? Yes, another big party. You really do um, love a party. So Luke and I got, I love a party. Luke and I got engaged in Western Australia, in Margaret River. We were over there for a little holiday, which I thought that I planned, but looking back on it, I think it was him planning it, convincing me that I was planning it. So we could obviously conceal his plans to propose. Yes. And we had a beautiful day. We woke up and went swimming. And then we went for this gorgeous like degustation 10 course meal. And Luke told me to dress up because it was a very fancy restaurant incredible um, which I did which I 
would never turn down dressing up. But then funnily enough, on the way to sunset, we had planned to go and watch the sunset after that. I wanted him to take me home to put my trackies on because it was getting quite cold. And he's like, uh, and that's he a definite like, no. No, we cannot go home or we'll miss the sunset. And I was like, geez, okay, quite bossy. <laughs> Whereas but... usually it would be a detour and be like, yeah, let's get yeah, cozy. Yeah, comfy. But he framed it like, we'll miss the sunset. You know, we got to go. Yeah. We'll miss it. We detour. I was like, okay, fair enough. Got there. And he was kind of directing me down to the bottom of this beautiful lookout, very iconic spot in uh, Margaret River to watch the sunset. Classic me was like, no, I don't want to sit there. I want to sit up high on the rocks <laughs> so I'm pulling him back up because I just wanted to sit where I could see over everything but turns out he'd been told by this photographer that he had secretly organized to go low and that poor oh photographer gosh. in hindsight bless had to like climb up the hill also the incognito ride. I know poor this classic me and then we were just having a sharing a nice old beverageino had a drink and then he asked me to stand up which is when I kind of figured out what was happening because why would you ask someone to stand up when you were just so at that moment like did you know were you like yeah this is the thing I had no idea before for that no idea like we'd obviously discussed getting married oh, of one course, day yeah but I really did not expect it in that moment I figured it out or I kind of like clicked that something was happening when he asked me to stand up and I could feel his heart beating really fast oh my gosh like bless. on my arm yeah and I was like oh gosh he's nervous oh my god he's gonna ask me to marry him and then before I even could finish the thought he was kneeling down asking me to marry him oh my gosh and of yeah. course I'm sure it was a great big yes once you saw the ring were you like oh, um had to check out the ring first <laughs> Well, actually, there was this viewing deck probably 200 metres or so away and they could see, all the people on the viewing deck could see him kneeling down and they all started clapping and cheering, which right now I cringe about, but it was hilarious in the moment. And I'm going, I haven't even said yes yet. <laughs> I don't know if I said yes. I think I just gave him a big hug and, yep, pulled it on in, checked out the ring, of course. Oh, always. Oh, my gosh, that sounds so beautiful. And what plans yeah. do you have for your big day? We've actually got most of it all all locked in, but I'm not sure how much I want to tell you yet. Oh my gosh, this is a bit <laughs> saucy. I know. What a tease. So we're getting married winter next year, May wedding. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we can't wait to see what you've chosen for your day. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful, but I can almost imagine it being a little different. Yeah, well, um, big colour fan. So we're going on lots of bright colours, lots of happy um, party feels. I love um, that you're like, um, I'm all into colours and you're wearing like a beige. <laughs> I know. I'm literally camouflaged with my white wall. Oh my gosh. No, I loved hearing all about that. It is so beautiful. And I'm sure it's such a beautiful time in your life because you know, almost these ins and outs of planning your day because you're like in all of it. So let's jump into the role of MC. Now, what do you think is misunderstood about the role of MC and what people I think struggle to understand about the impact and a good MC can have on your day? It's really foreign for people to even consider having a professional MC. I say professional in inverted commas because um, I think it sounds professional wanky. dance or starter. <laughs> yes, I think it sounds wanky. But you know, someone that's not a family or friend member or, or a guest, perhaps is the best way of saying it. Someone that's not a guest. 
And I still think it's quite a new idea or concept. So I think people are a bit just baffled by it. But I honestly think it is, I think soon there will be no such thing as a guest MC. It's such an asset for anyone's wedding. I'm having a professional MC myself. I actually don't know how weddings work with guest MCs anymore. But yeah, I just think they're they're really, really useful. Personally, if I'm a guest at a wedding and if one of my friends asked me to MC, I would 110% say no because I don't want to be thinking about what the time is. I don't want to be thinking about where the photographer is, if they're ready to take photos. I don't want to be, you know, bossing my friends around to get inside or to be quiet. I don't want to be, you know, figuring out if the run sheet's going to be in time because meal drops were later because speeches are running over. I just want to be there enjoying myself. So I think that the asset, the biggest take home for having a professional in brackets MC is that all your guests actually get to be guests yeah and I think that that is just such a valid point to share is that there is so much that goes on behind the scenes with a role of an MC that people I don't think understand when I MC for a reception I'm running around like an absolute like man hatter shook with your head cut off you are <laughs> and I like I love it but it's a big job to ask someone it's a big job and if you haven't been to many weddings or if you you know aren't confident in knowing what kind of the, the flow of the, them are it's really confronting to have to wrap your head around that plus you know do the job of announcing and all the extra stuff yeah definitely and I think that's so important like you shared an insight into your Instagram the other day that I think I just was like heart 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 gave it all the love (laughs) but I was like I understand how much effort goes into those things and I think it was so beautiful to see that it's like just don't ask your guests to do jobs like one they don't want to do the job they feel honored for like a small portion of time but then when they actually get to having to do whatever it is you've asked they're thinking to themselves oh my god why did I do this as you say it is an honor some being asked to be involved in anyone's day I think is an honor but I would not ask someone I would only ever now that I am such a fan of professional MCs consider someone as a guest MC is if they offered I think people aren't going to say no are they like they're not going to say no thank you um except you (laughs) yeah except someone that actually knows what's involved if they say yes it's a trap they don't know what's involved (laughs) yeah I just think if someone's going to offer because they really want to do that and they just want to be part of your day in that role that is different but I still just think there's so many benefits I wouldn't say that I'm a coordinator because I think the role that coordinators and planners do is just phenomenal and could not be at all compared to being a professional MC but there is an element of coordination, assisting to coordinate, hustling, really being a vendor manager because coordinators that are tied to venues, they're there to coordinate their staff, the venue staff or the staff that are working in the kitchen and the bar. They're not there to actually boss around external people like your vendors. So I really think that if you're going to, if you're thinking about asking a guest, ask them to do something else, ask them to say a little speech or be involved in the ceremony or introduce your first dance or introduce you at the end of the ceremony, but not to be that ongoing massive role of MC. I guess there are those aspects where it's like if you have that person in your life that is such a big part of your relationship and that you want them to do something special, ask your celebrant or your MC because there are so many ways in which they can be a part of your day without having to like run, take over the mic for the whole evening. And I loved what you said before is that you don't advertise yourself as a comedian because I think some people see that that's what the MC role is. And 
that's great. Lots of people have funny friends, which is beautiful that they're funny, but they usually can't coordinate a whole reception with all of those things. And then they drink too much and it's just all the things. Yeah. Hey, I said I'm not a comedian. I didn't say I'm not funny. Well, if um, this video recording is anything to go by, I'm literally <laughs> just like head throwing myself back the whole time. You're laughing at, at me, not with me. But yes. And also when you think about it, if you think about your friend, like I can think of one person in my life that is so funny, so charismatic, very organized, so personable. But I just know that if I asked him to be my MC, he would not enjoy the day how I would want him to. And they're always the people that you want to be on, have on the dance floor first or have just you know enjoying cocktail hour pumping up the vibes not you know checking their watch and chatting with the, the other people that are um, working for you on the day I think that it's it's a tough one I think it's an, a massive asset I also think that there's a hidden qualities that I offer as well as probably many other professional MCs in terms of taking photos like I'll grab so many snaps throughout the night of you and your guests that I just you know will send to you the next day things like if you just have a job like going to your room and grabbing your shoes you you know, you want to change into or telling Uncle Barry to please stop coming over and taking photos with his iPad that you just cannot ask a friend or a family member to do. I can be that like, buffer. I can be that person. Ooh, Barry, put the iPad down. I'm going to crack that thing over my knee, Barry, if I see you taking one more photo. <laughs> what is it? Can we just take a moment for that? Like, because I am all for an unplugged ceremony. It's almost like a non-negotiable in my ceremony. I know. But there is just always one uncle or one auntie that can't help themselves and it's they like cannot. honey we have got a photographer and a videographer here that will always be able to take better content yeah. than you i think it's a skill now i can actually rock up to the ceremony and pick who it's gonna be <laughs> so i'll have funny. like a quiet word beforehand with the back oh i can see your ipad i can see that canon little camera there that waterproof sony got to stay away <laughs> I know you've charged it all night just for this moment I know yeah I know you're ready but not during the ceremony I think guests actually are more involved when they're when they're unplugged ceremonies as well now before we wrap it up I want to know what is one tip that you can share with couples who are planning their day don't rush into planning things. Don't rush into booking things. Don't rush into feeling pressure to have things before you sit and think about them and discuss them with your partner and how they'll fit into the day because the vibe and the feel that you have isn't going to come out as you want it to if you're making rush decisions. Start with a run sheet, how you want your day to flow, and then fill in the gaps with the people that really are going to bring that energy and that vibe and the things that you want to achieve it. Incredible. I think it's Instagram can be a massive trap as well. Like Instagram, any kind of social media, you know, you're seeing so many things and people don't realize, I didn't even realize until I was planning my own wedding, how much things cost and really allocating your money to where it's going to have for you the biggest bang. You know, if you love flowers, put your energy and money into that. If you want your guests to just be completely captivated all day, get a magician. If you <laughs> really have important people that you want there that have to come from a long way, do something small, have three weddings in three different places. Do you know what I mean? Like just really yeah. think about what's important to you and put your energy and money into that. And it's almost like having that conversation before you start planning, as you say, so that you're kind of both on the same page throughout the process. Yeah. Although I did do recently a little question box on my Instagram asking for everyone else's tips on best for planning your wedding. And I reckon 80% of them were, once you see something you like, don't ask your partner's opinion. <laughs> 
So true. I'm pretty sure there were so many things like the rose, rose gold cutlery that I chose like for my day that my husband's still like, you paid how much for that? And I'm like, yeah, but wasn't it amazing? <laughs> We've got a framed photo of the cutlery on the wall. <laughs> oh my gosh. My wallpaper, classic. Well, my love, thank you so much for joining me today. I think that my biggest advice, if you are after a celebrant, particularly down Newcastle Way, then definitely go give you a cheeky stalk because as I said, pictures say a thousand words and you will know if Steph is a celebrant for you just by looking at your website, your socials, your Instagram, all the things, because as I said, your energy is infectious and you're a vibe. Oh, thank you so much, Mandy. I'm so glad I got to talk to you again. I'm coming up there. I'm coming up there. You can't hold me back. Absolutely. And I cannot wait to catch up with you when we come down soon. We're going to have a drink. We're going to celebrate. It's going to be amazing. So thank you. I hope you have a beautiful evening and we will chat soon. Bye, my dear. Thank you for having me on. Now, lovers, that is all there is time for today. I hope you adored this episode just as much as I did. As you indulge, be sure to share away on your socials, tagging at ohsosmitten underscore so I can feed to you and, of course, do a sneaky follow and stalk on your wedding day. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, five star, of course, and share the love of the podcast to those who are about to walk down the aisle. Be sure to check out and join the official Smitten Love Book over on Facebook. These are our people because remember, no one loves talking about your wedding day more than those about to say I do. I'm here to make your day that little bit more intentional and curated with all the finer details. Within this community, choose kindness. And as always, I acknowledge the land in which I'm recording this podcast. I can't wait to chat next week, lovers. Bye-bye.